Welcome to Spritz and Scrums, a podcast by three Benetton fans with a love for Aperol and all things Rugby Italiano. After three days to reflect, this morning we come to you with our rather angry and hungover reaction to what we believe is essentially the unjust sacking of Kieran Crowley. Coach is so chatty, and then as soon as the recording starts, he like. <laughs> I was actually looking at my desk to see if I've had any other trinkets. I've screenshotted um, what he's wearing on this very hungover Sunday morning, so I'll make sure that I post that with this episode. Those political views aren't my own, though, by the way. Welcome back, guys. You're here with me, Ellie, Eddie. Buongiorno. And Coach. Hello. Right, guys, we've taken a little bit of time, a few days to process, grieve, console ourselves, get angry, basically going through all the stages of a breakup. Um, and now we're here. What are the stages of grief? Actually, I'm going to look it up. I want to know where I am. Is there a stage called glee? Whoa. I'm joking. I am in whatever the anger bit is, which I think a lot of people are. Yeah, and I think the anger phase probably goes on the longest, doesn't it? The sort of sadness, but really it's the anger. Although normally you're angry at the person who you've broken up with, and in this case, we aren't at all angry at the person. The five stages are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. The seven stages elaborate on these and aim to address the complexities of grief more effectively. They aim include feelings of guilt well I I don't feel and that doesn't make any sense I don't feel any guilt I definitely was in denial very early on suggest that we start a petition um to hashtag keep Crowley but um I guess I've had to accept that that's probably not I think I'm in stage three I think I'm in bargaining I didn't really have any denial then I had a shit ton of fucking anger And then um, now I'm in bargaining and then I've got depression to look forward to and then acceptance. Yeah, I'm definitely nowhere near acceptance. Uh, Depression, maybe. I've never really experienced depression, but if it feels like a big empty pit, maybe I'm getting there. Coach, where are you at? Still angry? Yeah, I've asked people about this and everyone seems to just be confused and angry. Mm. Yeah, I think if you're not in it, right, confusion is, I mean, even if you are in it, We've been confused for a few days and I don't get it, guys. Right, let's jump in. Obviously, everybody knows three days ago, the FIR announced that Kieran would be leaving after the end of the World Cup. And they left us hanging for about 24 hours, after which they announced the following day that Gonzalo Quesada would be starting as Italy head coach from the 1st of January, 2024. And I just want to make this clear, we have nothing against the new coach. He's a great coach and we're sure he's going to do a fantastic job. So I don't want anyone saying, oh, well, you know, you guys, you weren't supporting him. He'll get all the support he deserves and this has nothing to do with him. He seems like a great guy. It's just about the way this has been dealt with and the reasons behind it. And I would also add, because of all of the negative emotion, I'm going to treat this like a therapy session for us and our listeners. And I'm here to help. <laughs> we'll leave Eddie as token HR for spritz and scrums. Absolutely. My door is always open. As Eddie said, nobody is angry at the fact that there's a new guy coming in. Whoa, actually, I would take that back. I am angry that there's a new guy coming in. I just don't blame him. Yes, yes. Sorry, that is what I meant. Of course. My issue, there's a million issues that I have with this. First off, why did we have to ditch Kieran after two years, right? That's the obvious question. Then my follow-up question is, fine, you decide that you have to ditch Kieran. Why announce it now when you could announce it after the World Cup? My third question is, why the hell has nobody come forward to explain 
explain such a mammoth decision. So we're just sort of sat here with a lot of questions and not a lot of answers, I would say. And whoever works, whoever works in comms for Ital Rugby has really, really misjudged this, deeply misjudged this. Or they don't give a shit, or they judged it perfectly for what they did, because all they did was put it out on social media. It was leaked that this guy might be taking over from next June, and that sort of put the feelers out, you know, see what people feel. F1 wanted to keep Crowley. Then there's a social media announcement that actually Crowley's not having his contract renewed, so he's gone. And then a day later, it's that not only are they not renewing his contract, he's leaving a year early and this guy's taking over straight away. And all this was just released on Twitter and Instagram. We absolutely fuck all respect for anyone involved. Yeah, it was ugly. It was really ugly. I mean, the first video that they released, right, was the video, the sort of three minute long video, basically interviewing Kieran about the fact that he was leaving. And Kieran kind of talks about the work that he's done over these two years with the boys, how, you know, he really believes in, in the growth and the process. And then it ends with him saying, I really wish that I didn't have to leave. And I'm very upset about this situation. And they were just like, yep, great, that'll do. Send that out. He literally said, I would have liked to be involved with the Italian national team for the next Rugby World Cup cycle. And I am sorry that the FIR has chosen not to extend my contract. With the World Cup and another four years of international matches, we will have a squad of players averaging 50 to 60 caps each, an exciting prospect. Unfortunately, I will not be a part of this journey. Now I have to think about what lies immediately ahead of us, namely the World Cup in France before my departure. And who is this guy they're getting rid of? Kieran Crowley, done 19 games for Italy. He's got the second highest win rate of any Italian coach ever with a team that is essentially full of babies and is just getting better and better and better all the fucking time. They beat Wales after ending the Six Nations losing streak under him. They beat Australia for the first time ever under him. Things were looking up and moving in the right direction and they've just pulled the rug from under his legs. So for anyone who saw my gut reaction very um, intense Instagram stories the other day when I found out about this news. I said that this screams of somebody on a power trip, somebody who just didn't get on with Kieran. And so it's actually got nothing to do with his record. It's got to do with a clash of personalities and the people in charge going like, you know what, we don't need to keep him. Let's just get rid of him. It sort of fixes whatever issues, actual personal interrelational issues that very clearly there were. I mean, he said a couple of things that potentially people could look at as maybe having got like the FIR's backs up. I think he mentioned to like Irish TV that he thought that some of the changes that were happening in like the youth system in rugby, he didn't say this specifically, but pointing towards ditching Stephen Abood and all of what he'd done in, in developing youth rugby was essentially crushing the systems that had been put in place. Obviously, if that's true, he did say that, that would have upset um, the guys in charge. So uh, there, there were tensions and you could kind of feel that there were tensions. But in my heart, I was like, well, come on, they're not going to get rid of somebody over just a couple of like personality clashes. And, you know, he was clearly there for good. Well, I think the pride of people at the top of Italian rugby, that brittle pride that they've got. Okay. It, 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 no, but it does 
does, it rings through, and I'm not going to mention his name, but Innocenti does <laughs> have that brittle pride. It, it comes across in every interview that he does. You know, he doesn't like being questioned. He wants to run it like an absolute president with an iron fist, and anyone that questions it gets booted out. That's essentially what we're seeing time and time again with this yeah. guy. Meanwhile, when Kieran Crowley's side beat Wales, he couldn't get on the fucking pitch fast enough and have photos with those players. <laughs> I mean, he might prove us all wrong. And he says that, you know, he's willing to take it and he's got broad shoulders. So if he cancels this podcast for us saying it, fuck it. That proves us right. You know, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. He didn't even give a press conference when they're firing their head coach of the national side. And they are. They are firing him. Like, I've, you know, people have said, oh, well, you know, his contract's up. No, his contract isn't up. They're, ca- they're terminating his contract early. So, te- like, he's being fired. Like, that's it. He's been sacked. I am a very proud Italian and I appreciate that sometimes your pride can get in your way. Um, But I agree. I do think it is brittle. And I noticed it not in relation to Kieran, but in relation to um, calling up some of the non-Italian, half-Italian Italians into the squad, right? There was this whole thing about six months ago that was like, if you want to play for Italy, you have to want to be Italian and represent and stand up for everything that Italy represents. And I completely agree with that. If you're going to play for a nation, you need to want to represent that nation. But he said in an interview that one of the things that really turned him off Paolo Adogru was that he was quoted as saying, you know, I want to play for England. If that call doesn't come, I will go and play for Italy. And Innocenti said, like, that put my back up. That pissed me off. Then, you know, Paolo clarified that he didn't mean it in that way, da 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 but yes, I think he gets angry, he gets upset, his pride gets hurt, he feels attacked or whatever, and, and he makes these decisions, and once he's decided, he's decided, and he's the king, and, and that's it. Another thought I have about getting rid of Crowley is that Crowley was at Benetton for a long time, with mixed success, but was getting better. He won the Rainbow Cup with them, had a difficult period over COVID, and they lost to Zebre twice that year, and that wasn't very good. But then after that, won the Rainbow Cup, beat the Bulls in the final. It was already announced that Crowley was going back to New Zealand that he was leaving. He Mm. finally got the phone call to take on the head coach job at Italy, which was brilliant. We were all over the moon with that because we thought he's the best coach Italy could possibly have. And that was pre-Innocenti coming in, right? Someone else made that decision, not him. Yes, I think so, yeah. yeah. But the fact that he's been at Benetton so long and the fact that now he's in Italy, I think they kind of underestimate him a little bit because he's been in the Italian rugby world for a long time. They take him for granted because he hasn't got the name of Stade Francais next to him. He hasn't got the Jaguars. He hasn't coached another tier one yeah. international side. He's got none of that. So he's got no CV to fall back on. I agree. And actually, we say the FIR haven't given a press statement or anything. They haven't. But Innocenti went on on rugby to answer a few questions about this. Well, that's because on rugby asked them specifically because they hadn't given a press conference. Yeah. And one of the things that he said, which I think really just shone a light on the way that they see Kieran, was that he said, well, if we'd continued him into the next World Cup, then he would have been with Italy for over five years. And if you take into account that he was with Benetton for six years, then you're looking at someone who's been around for 11 years. And I was like, hold on, how can you put those two things together? They're not the same thing. Being at Benetton for six years and being with Italy for five years doesn't equal 11 years with Italy. But that's how Innocenti was basically justifying letting him go. He was like, oh, well, you can't have someone for too long. Most of the players are the same. 
But that doesn't matter. You're, it's a completely different outfit. No, and none of this really adds up. They, they said the timing of it, if they waited 15 days, then Gonzalo Caseda would have gone somewhere else. But he said he wanted to coach international rugby and he was basically done with clubs. He had another year on his contract, just like Kieran Crowley did which means they're taking two people out of their contracts a year early to get this job done. That doesn't sound like they weren't pushing for it. They were pushing for it. Yeah. And what's so tragic is that would they have been pushing for it if Italy beat Scotland? or managed to cross a line against France, or didn't bottle it against Wales. Yeah. Um, and the answer is probably no, they wouldn't have had any any wiggle room to get away with this. Yeah. Um, and that missed opportunity against Scotland in particular probably ended up costing Kieran his job. And that's got nothing to do with him. That's a couple of players making the wrong decisions on the pitch. I, I was looking through headlines of papers, international papers, etc. And coach, as you've said, I don't think there's anyone who sort of reported this as if it was a, a good thing or a sensible thing or and apart from squidge squidge rugby was like i think this is a good idea so maybe we should talk to him about this um squidge and paul williams were the only two on twitter i've seen out anyone that thought this is a good idea it sounds like uh, kieran crowley has immediately basically in the day that this was announced he got a job offer from honda heat in japan and it looks like he's probably going to go over there and earn a ton of money didn't even have to wait 24 hours before the job offers came in there was speculation that edinburgh would try and poach him, which, I mean, maybe there has been an offer, but I imagine a, a Japanese offer would financially be much more interesting. But yeah, it's just deeply sad because I haven't read a single fan, Italian fan, on any sort of socials coming forward in favour of it. People are in favour of, they're not slagging off Gonzalo, but they are sort of saying, why have we done this? There was no reason, like, they were building something and, like, why truncate after two years? Like, it's clear that there's a movement in progress. Also, I would say if I was a coach being offered the Italy head coach job right now, I don't think there's a coach around that wouldn't take it. Genuinely. Like, I really don't think, name me some of the best coaches in the world, I think right now they'd be looking at this Italy team going, if I take over from January and then I've got like a five-year contract, that's so exciting. You could end up having your name as like the best coach of all time because I think what this squad could do in the next five years, well, it goes above and beyond anything that's ever been done by an Italian team. So I don't think there's a coach anywhere that wouldn't jump at the chance to take over this squad. Yeah, but that goes back to Connor O'Shea, Stephen Abood work, and then Franco Smith really taking one for the team where he lost 13 out of 13 games with Italy, but gave these guys who are now playing their first caps to give them experience yeah through to Kieran Crowley giving them an, an attacking identity and a way of playing which is getting even people like James Haskell was saying that you know Italy were playing the most exciting rugby of the six nations yeah and now we'll move on to this this new guy however the timing of it is total shit for anyone that hasn't done the maths this guy's taking over after the World Cup his first day of the job his contract starts on the 1st of January I'm not saying it's bad because he's going to be hung over I'm saying it's bad because the first game of Italy's Six Nations is a month later. The first game of the Six Nations is in Rome a month later on the 3rd of February against England. So this guy's got a month to meet and greet the players, learn their bloody names, get his coaching staff in there before he invites England to play in Rome. And then the week later, he's playing 
in Dublin, all right? Granted, those aren't games that Italy are expected to win. The week uh, next game in the Six Nations will be against France. So he's got three pretty tricky games to get out of the way before probably the two games that Italy will be targeting the most. I know Italy target all their games now, as they should, because they are good enough. But really, Italy at home against Scotland and Italy away against Wales will be the ones that they are probably expecting to win in their minds. But how are they not going to take a step backwards when you've only yeah. got a month to prepare before that game? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm back to anger. I'm back to anger because keep Kieran until the end, at least until the end of the next Six Nations, right? That's I when remind his contract everyone that's meant... when his contract ended. It was <sighs> after that. So why? Why couldn't you wait for both of their contracts to end and then move over if you desperately wanted to change him wait until because the momentum that you'd have after the world cup you're with the same team you move on you've got a month great take over get ready reset the six nations you can attack it Ugh, just from a much also as a just a recruitment aspect to this wouldn't it be smarter to wait until the world cup is over and then put it up for tender as it were because you'd have a much larger pool of coaches yeah looking for a, a new role yeah why not wait if, if you are hesitant to well they're not hesitant to remove Kieran Crowley but if if they were to try and find the best guy or gal then it would be after the World Cup because loads of people would be like well, they might have had a bad one they might have had a good one but everyone's sort of after that they're going to rethink their position in, in the rugby so I don't know why they haven't done that either that might be the smartest thing you've ever said <laughs> I'm genuinely impressed by that and I don't think in the 12 years I've known you you've ever impressed me <laughs> That is true. Well done, you. So that, that to me, makes it sound like a conspiracy. And as you say, I mean, aside from, like, the logic behind that in terms of recruiting, in terms, like, it's just ugly. The way that they have done this is just ugly. And it's a lose-lose for everyone. Everyone involved is losing. Like, Kieran goes into the World Cup being like, great, um, after this, I'm sacked, I'm done. This guy comes in and everyone's like, what the fuck? Why have we got this new guy? Like, he doesn't get any of the, like, traditional sport. I, I mean... Obviously, we support him, blah, 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 blah. But it's met with so much anger and so much confusion that, like, for him, it's just an ugly way to be introduced. He's basically been put out as this, like, sacrificial lamb of, like, great smokescreen, shove this guy in front of everyone, put a picture of him up, but don't show any of the people responsible for this decision coming forward to explain it in any way or justify it or, you know, introduce him with just the standard kind of comms that should come with something as big as this. Yeah, livid. People don't know who this man is. He won the top four team with Stade France and he took Jaguars to the final of Super Rugby. Argentinian former fly half. He is very, very good and he will be excellent. But that's not what we're talking about right now. FIR need to read How to Win Friends and Influence People because this has been handled like a bunch of toddlers. Terrible. And what are the players going to say? You listen to how any player speaks, they love Crowley. Yeah. Listening to Monty on the Big Riz, it sounds like Crowley was basically the only reason that Monty chose to play for Italy instead of Australia. When Australia were basically asking him to be a wallaby, he said, actually, no, I'm loving it in Treviso and I want to play here and I love this coach. That's basically what happened there. All these other players, Dino Lamp, they're all coming back. Who's the coach they've been speaking to? Kieran Crowley. And then they do this. Obviously, the players will play for any coach and they'll play really hard for any coach and they'll perform for any coach. And, you know, maybe they could do with some hardcore Argentinian defence, which this guy can probably bring. But it's fucking annoying. Now I'm back to sadness. It is a tragedy. Yeah, um, I think what makes it super sad is just that he didn't want to go. Like, he so clearly didn't want to go. That's what makes it sad. And he was succeeding at 
at the job that he was hired to do. Yeah. So as I say, I mean, it is kind of unfair dismissal. I get that obviously he had a contract and they just terminated it early, but explain it to me because I can't for the life of me work out why you were terminated early. There is no reason. Right. Well, since they didn't give us a press conference, we're going to do our own press conference. I'm not going to do any accents, but I'm going to try to put myself in the mind of the FAR president. Okay, great. So Coach and I will be press slash public slash the people who have received this news and we're going to ask you some questions. Yes, we'll see how we get on. Hello, thank you for coming. (laughs) Yes, you, with the towel on your head. That's not racist, she's actually just dried her hair. (laughs) Buona sera. I... uh... I think I speak on behalf of everyone around the world, um, both fans, both people interested in Italian rugby. Why have you sacked Kieran Crowley? Well, we haven't sacked Kieran Crowley. Uh, We've got all our faith in Kieran Crowley. We're looking forward to a very successful World Cup. Um, But it's time that we go another way after the World Cup in the natural cycle, uh, just like all international sides do. And we've selected the best coach that we think is going to be the man to take Italian rugby forward in Gonzalo Quesada. We thank Kieran for everything he's done. We will continue to support him in the job he's doing, but we're very much looking forward to the next step in the natural progression of Italian rugby under this new coach. But you have terminated his contract early. And actually, if you talk about natural timelines, it would make sense to keep Kieran as his contract originally stipulated until after the next Six Nations, so sort of March 2024. You're now giving Mr. Quesada a month to um, get a team ready, meet them and perform their first Six Nations within a month of him starting the job. And you think that's that makes the most sense time-wise? I'm not sure I like your tone. I'm not sure it's very professional for a journalist. But to answer your question, yes, there were external factors involved in this. And if we waited another 15 days, Gonzalo would have taken another job. He was heavily in demand and um, we're very lucky to have him. So it wasn't entirely just up to us when this decision happened. So we had to act when we did. And we also want to act before we have to. Uh, It's good to be proactive and on the front foot in these things. We think after the World Cup, that's the obvious time to do it to start building for the new cycle what did kieran do that didn't meet your standards that you felt you need to let needed to let him go it's not about what kieran didn't do kieran's done an excellent job and has built a really good portfolio with his performances for italy however we think it's time you know to change things up a bit and to move on to that next level and we think a fresh pair of eyes and especially eyes as experienced as Casada. We think that's the way forward. We think he's going to bring an extra level, which is going to really turn our Italian young side into a bunch of seasoned winning professionals. You have to remember that Kieran was at Benetton for a long time with the same set of players. And then he's been at Italy for a while as well. So if you combine them, it's been 11 years that he will have been in charge if we extended his contract to the next World Cup. Um, And that's basically the entire playing career of these players. They will have known no one else really except for Kieran Crowley. So what we'd like to do is bring someone else in and someone that's won the top 14 and taken Jaguars to the final of Super Rugby, we think that might well be the person to do it. Yes, coach. Ciao. Ciao. What paper are you writing in from or asking for? Daily Mail. 
<laughs> Very good. The uh, Daily Mail. Yes. Okay. Um, say on a murder. Coach, we can't hear you properly. No, we can. It You're sounds taking good. it very easy. It sounds like we're in the actual auditorium. It's good. Say on a murder. Oh, I'm a shit. <laughs> See? The Daily Mail's calling me a shit. Fine. No more questions. No more questions. Yes, Mr. Um... President. You, you may you may call me president. My last question is: What do you say to basically the ninety nine point nine percent of um, Italian rugby supporters who have been left shocked, disappointed, upset, and confused by this decision? The vast vast majority of them were really excited and in favour of Kieran and the work that he was doing. And not just the Italian supporters, I think fans and followers of rugby around the world were really appreciating a real identity that Italian rugby was starting to have under Kieran Crowley. And they too are very, very confused by this. What would you say to them? I would say to be a great leader, you need to be strong. And I've never been wrong in my life before now. And I'll never be wrong ever in my life after now. And I'm not wrong now. And I would tell those people just to follow me because I'm the president. Yes, you, Daily Mail. Um, do, do you want to go to the pub? See, si, you seem like my kind of people. Let's go to the, let's go to the pub. Arrivederci, ciao, grazie a tutti. Well, I don't know whether that's exactly how they would have handled that press conference. We won't know because they've decided not to hold one. Um, something as big as this deserves a press conference. Or at least more than social media tweets. Yeah. That's all we've had. All we've had is Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. I hope the press do... When they do get hold of him, they do hold him a bit more to account. Well, he'll play it both. If the World Cup's terrible, he will claim that he was right. If the World Cup yeah. goes really well, he will claim that it's right and that Kieran's leaving on a high and that it's time to move on. And again, they, I think in his goodbye video, Kieran sort of, maybe it wasn't his goodbye video, I can't remember, but I saw an interview with Kieran talking about the, the fact that, you know, they bottled it and had a few opportunities that they squandered both in the Six Nations, also the game against Georgia. And he was saying like the amount of pressure that has been put on this team, um, considering how young they are, has been a little bit unfair and has has meant that sometimes like games that should have been won haven't been run, but that's all plays into the fact that, you know, they need to build experience and with experience will come an understanding of, of game management, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so he was like, obviously people are looking at this World Cup going, well, obviously you're going to win the two, two easy games like Uruguay, you're obviously going to beat Uruguay. And um, so you should have two games under your belt. And he was sort of saying like, but why? It's not obvious. Like Uruguay are a great team and they are out. They're planning their whole World Cup just to beat us. Whereas Innocenti was like, well, anything less than two wins would be a complete disaster. So it's just the difference. And he has a habit of doing that. He has a habit of doing that. He did it before. He did it in the summer. He was like when they were playing Samoa, Australia and South Africa. He's like, I expect to win two games. Yeah. And then he said afterwards, I was right. We yeah. won two games. I expected to win two games and I was right. And then he did it before this World Cup where he's like, I expect to win two games. So maybe yeah. he's just pissed off that he was proved wrong. Well, he but didn't actually, exactly... you know, a couple of passes here and there changed it. And, and he didn't win his two games. Oh, sorry. You mean the Six Nations, not the World Cup? Yeah. 
But that's that's incredible pressure for the president to be just keep yeah. announcing how many games he expects to fucking win. Yeah. And again, now going into the World Cup, he said anything less than two wins would be a complete would be unacceptable. His words were inacceptable. It just doesn't tie into when a coach is going in and wants to grow like that pressure of like, well, if you don't win two, that's it. It means you're shit. As opposed to looking at this last Six Nations and going, we won no games, but we played so much better than the year before and we won one. So yeah. it's not necessarily just about wins. I get that, obviously, at the end of the day, what you see is a W or an L. But in terms of building a team, it certainly isn't the most important thing. But there we are. Kieran Crowley is out at the end of this World Cup. Gonzalo Quesada will be in. And as mentioned by Eddie, we will support him. It's in everyone's interest to support I've him. I've got no doubt that he's going to be amazing. I have no doubt that he's going to be amazing. It's just deeply sad when I think Kieran also would have been amazing with this group. Um, and I think he deserved to have the opportunity to grow this group. Mm. What made Coach mad? What made Coach mad this week? I'm mad about how vape pens aren't as good as they think they are. Had to elaborate. They hurt my lungs. They're all crap. They mm -hmm. all hurt my lungs. And, uh, you know, I just, I just think everyone should just smoke. <laughs> Do we have to put, like, an age restriction on this podcast? <laughs> I'm not really sure. I don't even yeah. think I should say that, actually. That's what made Coach mad. Coach was a long-time smoker, gave up smoking about a year and a half ago because it's bad. And he was like, you know what? I'll do some vaping, vaping, you know, here and there when I go out. But um... yeah, it's a rare occurrence, but it, it's so so pointless. I'm mad about the audacity of the flights for the England Italy game for next year. They're like seven hundred quid. Shut up. That's both from London and I checked Birmingham, just as bad. That's insane. They're ridiculous. Is that from like Saturday to like Friday to Sunday? Yeah, that's like the typical nine to fiver. So Friday to Monday. Well, how are we going to get there? Well, we'll go midweek. Well, yeah, but how's coach going to get there? He has a job. I'll have to just weasel my way in. That's enough notice to give him. Can I work from home that week in Italy? Let's get planning that now. Yeah, have a look at the flights. It's ridiculous. Eddie and I are really bad. We only kind of buy flights like a week before we need to go anywhere. Well, I just thought, well, we, it's England, Italy. So that's that's great for us. Also, it's on the Saturday. It's the Sunday, like it yeah. normally is. So it's like you get the whole weekend. Hotels look pretty reasonable, but the flights are just jaw-dropping. Insane. What, are you looking at all airlines or just BA? Yeah, I'm doing it for Google. Jesus. We should get sponsorship with an airline. <gasps> so many sponsorship opportunities, guys. We need to make sure this podcast is funnier. Jet 2. Jet 2 like us. We've already gone after Ryanair. <laughs> you know what I'm angry about? I'm angry about the weekends being so bloody quick as you get older. You'll be in work, at work in less than 24 hours. I know. As I've got older, it feels like it's just a lunch break. <laughs> Yeah, 24 hours, well, last, about 20 hours you'll be back at work. 10 of those you'll be asleep for. So you've only got about 10 hours left of your weekend. And, uh, and yeah. you can't, can't even go to the shops in that time. Yeah, if you sleep for, say, nine hours, that's 18 hours gone from the weekend. So really, you only get like, and then Friday you don't want to do anything because you've worked hard all week. So really, you only get a couple of hours off. A couple of hours. And that's what made Coach mad this week. Oh, right, guys, um, 
so we've all agreed that we're at various different stages of the grief process we will continue to grieve and get over it and eventually acceptance will come we have got things to look forward to there's an under 20s world cup that's about to start this weekend so that's very exciting um and we will of course be reporting on those games the other happy news let's talk about one final bit of happy news that we found out this morning jacob got engaged jacob got engaged congratulations jacob do you think we inspired him do you think he came on this podcast and saw such clear love kindness friendship support between eddie and coach and he just looked at thought, coach and went i don't want to grow old like that i need <laughs> someone in my life who's going to stick by me and congratulations to him they look like a very happy couple it's very very cute now my question is are you gonna weasel your way into best man that one no i have already been asked and i said no my calendar's too full <laughs> also i think you know i've got to let other people have that that opportunity yeah all right i'm um, leaving Hopefully Paolo will will be second dibs for, for Jacob on that one. I think there is a business opportunity there. I mean you already have a job, but I feel like, you know, you could you could be a best man for people who don't yeah. have a best man. All right, I'm not having this conversation. I'm not entertaining the fact that he's gonna be a best man. I'm going. I've got things to do. I'm very busy. Right, guys. Um so yes, we'll be back. Thank you for listening. Rate us five stars, please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts, and follow us on the socials. On Twitter and Instagram because occasionally we post good stuff and tell everyone you know we'll be back ciao a tutti ciao ciao